0: So, um, you are listening to Interzone Pod. Uh, today, I'm talking to R.T. Esther. Hello, R.T. Thank you very much for coming on the show.
1: Hello, Garrett. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: And uh, you have a story in Interzone 294, the the building across the street. Could you kind of sort of introduce that a little bit to, to people?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do have the story, The Building Across the Street, that's uh, coming out um, in issue 294. Um, And uh, it it started out as um, a story about a homeless man unable to remember his life before he started living on the street. Um, I think initially the um, the speculative element was originally just a quote-unquote homeless tagging chip. He's trying to avoid at the beginning of the story, but then you know I got this idea that maybe he should have something he does regularly, but can't explain why right, if someone were to really ask him. Mm-hmm. So, so that ended up being him going into his office building every night to clean it, and so that's how that story kind of built out. Um, without getting into spoilers, the story eventually morphed into like an. Um, Alien visitation story told through um, little like epistolic epistolic segments and uh, an unreliable narrator. So I don't know if I've described enough without giving the story away. No, 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 for okay. sure. I
0: think people will, if people haven't read it yet, they'll they'll be wondering what that or how that all fits together for sure. And uh, and I mean, you mentioned that the you kind of started with this character. And you had this sort of visual idea of who this character was, I think, right? Could you talk a little bit about maybe maybe that character? And also just generally, is that where a lot of your stories start? Do they start with a character first as opposed to a scenario?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would say a lot of my stories have a character focus in some way. And, and so in that sense, yes, um, a lot of times I have just characters in my head. That you know, I kind of come up with like little things that you know to describe them. Like you know, this character, like the character in the building across the street, for example. Like um, initially, I just had this idea of a character who had been kind of left behind by technological progress. And I like writing characters like that that are kind of a little bit like you know um, left behind by advancement in technology. And so I had that and I, I just kept kind of kept probing, like, so for what reason would, would he um, not, you know, be, would he be, you know, so backwards technologically? And, you know, one thing leads to another. And I arrive at, okay, maybe he's homeless, you know, maybe, you know. And eventually, like, I start building the actual plot around it. But definitely, yes, I usually start out with some kind of picture of a character in my mind
0: and and have you had, have you sort of written written short stories where the character has changed a lot across the kind of course of you know initially thinking of them and then by the end of the story when it when you start sending it out has the has the character kind of morphed at that point or or do they sort of stay fairly fairly consistent
1: um I, yeah, a, a few times I think I've like started out with one, like a character, specific character in mind. Like I had a picture in my head of who that character was, and as the plot progressed, like I realized that uh, maybe I want to tone this thing down, or like you know highlight this specific quality, and eventually, you know, it kind of spirals. And <laughs> once I'm ready to submit, it's a completely different character from like the character I started out with. Um, one that I wanted to like use an example as an example from something that I've had published recently was um, I had this story, "Slight Forms," "Slight Forms" published in uh, Clark's World, and there's this character, um, and it's kind of very a subtle thing, but the character started out as like in my head was a female character, but then like as you know things progressed, I decided to write it in a second. Um, Second person POV, and once I started doing that, I was like, you know, I can actually just get away with not telling anybody explicitly what this character's um, gender is, you know. And so eventually, that's where it ended up happening. Um, So you just kind of to give you an example, I guess, how like just thinking through like the technique and like how I wanted to tell the story ended up by changing like one fundamental piece of, you know, who the character was.
0: And, and I mean, sort of when you're from your, from your Twitter account and just sort of my general sense is that you're, you're kind of, you, you have a lot of sort of filmic or cinematic sort of touchstones as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I would say I'm a very um, visual thinker. So, um, definitely a lot of times when I'm writing, I have like a specific picture in my head of, you know, what? I want this specific scene to look like or this action or this person's posture or things like that. Um, one thing I do that I notice that I do a whole lot is like be specific about colors, uh, which is something that I've also had pointed out to me that like I, I get to kind of specific about colors, which I didn't notice till someone pointed it out. But I think that specifically is kind of carrying over to from, you know, my designer background, for example, and so things like that but you know i also try to be too careful not to go you know like to the other end of the uh, spectrum with that like i I like to leave a little bit of room sometimes for the um, reader to imagine you know what 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 they're reading as well yeah
0: well i i I mean i'm not going to say too much about it but there there is a moment in the building across the street where uh where sort of where I think you you very deliberately are very very careful about what you're describing and and the effect is really good, yeah. Um, yeah. um sort of thinking about films. Uh, what, what sort of films have you been watching recently that you've have, that have sort of stuck in your mind? And I, I know you're a big fan of Tenet. Yes. <laughs> Maybe talk about Tenet first and explain to people why what it is you like so much about that one and anything else that's been on the radar.
1: Man, I'm I'm going to sound like. Uh... <laughs> Uh, like a broken uh, record, <laughs> maybe. This is the no. This is, this is completely fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Skipper had ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> 10 10 No, yeah. I I think I I mentioned uh in the um the newsletter a uh, little interview that we did uh, um just uh, the atmospherics. I think, which I, I think is a good way to put it, it. It it kind of um is the main thing that kind of I enjoy about it. Is you know it's. There, there's a word that people use for that type of uh, aesthetics, like a, a vibes movie, like just the vibes, I guess. Like uh, you don't have to understand everything. I think a lot of the detractors, like that's what they get hung up on is that, you know, um, the dialogue is hard to follow. There's too much background noise or whatever. And, you know, like right. <laughs> the logic doesn't, it isn't very easy to follow and, and so on. And like, yeah, I, 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 I had those issues as well, but, to me, it didn't seem like it took anything away from just like the enjoyment of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> and um,
0: um, and and they, and they, I learned recently they crashed a real plane. I had no idea. Yeah, that, the, yeah, that, the, was, the,
1: the, yeah, that was that was uh, one of the things they was, did. <laughs> cool. Yeah,
0: and, and what about more recently? What, uh, what have you, been, what, what's been sort of, what's caught your Let's eye recently?
1: See, I, you know, I, I've been trying to you know, watch more horror lately because that's like, uh. That's a big blind spot for me, and I've I've noticed it like even more in the last <laughs> in the last uh, couple of years since I started writing short stories. That like horror is like one of those really big blind spots. So I've been trying to kind of correct that recently. Um, one that I saw recently and I really liked was *Barbarian*. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh,
0: I have. No, I haven't.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's great. There's this this hard transition after the first act that you know everyone who's seen it talks about mm-hmm. because of how it's just it's really funny and it's timed really well and it's, it's great like that's like the one that i always think about when i think about that movie
0: <laughs> and and with horror as well is that are you thinking in terms of what you're maybe wanting to write in the future as well like, it, it, sort of like ex- experimenting more with genre
1: exactly like wanting to write maybe just like more a straight horror story or like introduce elements of horror into like the type of stuff mm-hmm. I write. So, yeah, definitely.
0: And what about, yeah, what about things you're reading or, or authors who you sort of, you know, particularly admire at the moment? Uh,
1: let me see. Um, there's this book, uh, American War by uh, Omar Akkad. It's, uh, it's probably one of the best novels I've read in the last 10 years, probably. And it's a it's this climate fiction story, and it's set mostly in the American South. And uh, it's been a while since since I read it, but I, I remember the premise being something like, "What if everything that's happened in the Middle East you know, geopolitically over the last two or three decades actually, what if all of that happened on soil? And so it's not as gimmicky or like as one-to-one as I'm, you know, making it sound. And like the book does a really good job of making the events in it believable, and like true to the setting. So yeah, and I think the author Omar Akkad, he's, he has like a background as a war reporter, so like it's it really shines through throughout the book. It's it's got like a lot of epistolic segments in it, and. There's just a lot of, like, attention to detail that, you know, I could tell, you know, it came from somebody who had, like, a background in, you know, that that kind of subject matter. But, yeah, it it has all these, like, little, like, mini chapters where, like, you, like, get, like, transcripts from interviews with with the main character during a time in her life when she was part of, like, uh, I think, like a... Resistance Cell or something like that. Like I said, it's been a while since I read it, but it's it's stayed with me for 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 a long time. So let's see another one that I would like to recommend um, is this uh, short story collection by uh, Ken Liu, *Paper Menagerie*. And uh, so I first read his *Grace of Kings* novel, and then the follow-up in that series. Before becoming into where he wrote like short stories as well. And so, and, and my favorite from the, the uh, Paper Menagerie collection is titled uh, The Literal Manzer," And uh, it's about this uh, American girl uh, living with her parents in, um, in Taiwan during the Cold War. And while she's there, she becomes friends with this elderly man who tells people their fortunes based on, uh, on, on the characters in their names. So uh, it's, it's very interesting, and, and it, it builds to this very chilling conclusion that, like, even if you see it coming, you're still not prepared, like, when it actually happens, when it gets there. And so, yeah, so that's another recommendation. Like, reading it, like, I think that's p- partly inspired me to, um, to read more short fiction um, and begin writing some of my own as well. So.
0: Oh, so so the paper ma- the paper menagerie came at, sort of before this sort of wave of short stories because you had you you had this really sort of you've had the you know lots of things that are being kind of lined up for future publication and and those I think is, is it two or three in Clarkesworld now I'm not sure yeah
1: it's, you, it's three done... in Clark's World and then I think I I, uh, I I recently sold another one that should be uh I, coming out sometime in the future and I yes yes I am I am yes. <laughs> And, uh, and is, is that sort of like
0: super top secret, hush hush, or or can you can you sort of give no, listeners? well, a, I think
1: I can. I can uh, talk about it. I can talk about. I can describe the synopsis, and maybe just talk about what stage we're at. I'm at right now, generally. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, currently on sub right now, um, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's like a retelling of. You know the scorpion and turtle, um, Fable? So there's a a scorpion trying to get across um, a body of water, right? And so it encounters a a frog. Sometimes it's a turtle, and it asks the turtle if the turtle can, like, ferry him on its back across the the body of water. And the the turtle kind of uh, very reluctantly ends up agreeing in spite of its knowing, you know, that the scorpion could, like, you know, stinging and drowned both of them and that's what eventually ends up happening but then as they're all both drowning the um the scorpion says you know i couldn't help it it's in my nature it's uh, a <laughs> so that's the fable basically that's very very rough rough um description of it but anyway the story the, uh, the the novel idea is basically that story but set in space where the scorpion is a human character and the turtle is a sentient spaceship and so the human character just uh, committed a crime on Mars, like the beginning set on Mars, and it's trying to get across to um, a safe house mm, okay. uh, on the other side of the asteroid belt. And it, it misses its flight. Basically, it's trying to get away from the scene of the crime, right? So it misses, he misses his flight, and he ends up having to hitch a flight with this sentient spaceship that's kind of like in poor working condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the... the majority of the story is just that kind of kind of like a road movie basically it's just the um the human the, the the sentient spaceship and its lone human passenger um trying to get across and making several stops along the way and the human passenger getting into all kinds of shenanigans and <laughs> wow that's a, that so, that sounds like a yeah. great
0: that sounds great i mean yeah more road movies in space i think for sure
1: yes absolutely <laughs> Um
0: so so there's this and then you you mentioned let, let's see you you mentioned the, the story in Clark's world and you obviously have this this great story coming in the issue that's soon to be mailed uh the building across the street and you have coming to uh IZ digital you also have um let me get the title so i don't misread it uh <laughs> the moon eel bennett in conversation with the astronaut who came back for it yes i think that's right yeah so i was, I was nervous about that <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a wonderful short it's a very long title yeah. for a really kind of punchy story yeah was there is there anything um yeah i mean it's such a weird story i can't wait for people to read it
1: oh uh, yeah first of all thank you for accepting it um where, where did it come from? Um, I just, I was thinking about like trying my hand at flash fiction because I had never done it before. And um, so where did that idea itself come from? Because I'm always like just playing around with like ideas for like movies in my head and mm-hmm. books and things like that or just like little like scenes like with no context. like. Mm-hmm. And I just, I had this idea of this person who um, initially just started like, maybe he, he's a hitman. He's there to commit a, like, a, he's there to, like, you know, take somebody out, and there's a voice in his head He's <laughs> kind of, like, telling him he's a piece of shit. And <laughs> I don't know why I had that idea. I just had this idea of this person who was just, like... That's great. Think, like, you know, Tom Cruise in Collateral. This, oh, like, okay. This, yeah smooth yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. person and but like in his head there's like this voice just like cheering him down it's
0: like danny devito in there, sort of just basically talking shit to him yeah yeah, yeah just
1: yeah. yeah exactly and <laughs> and i was i don't know where those ideas came from or how they came together in my head but like that's that's where it came from and somehow it became like an idea it became like a space story it became like <laughs> <laughs>
0: it became a really funny this,
1: place. Uh, it made well you know Yeah, yeah 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 exactly so. <laughs>
0: And you have a, a you have another story coming out in Interzone uh, later in 2023, which is Sleeping Arrangements, and I think that that's like a really great. I mean, it just really works really well mm-hmm. at its length. I mean, that's that's what sort of that that that's what I think all all of the good short stories do. But they just feel like they're they're not sort of shortened novellas or you know extended something else. though.
1: yeah, yeah. I'll say so- something funny about that is uh, I don't know. I think I mentioned to mention it to you like. Uh a while back or maybe it was somebody else like I'm still like I'm trying to teach myself like how to write short stories and I still feel very much that I I don't really know yet like a lot of the stories that I write and I present them in short stories like in my mind they always seem like um, they would be better suited as like full length novels or maybe even just like novellas and so so something like Sleeping Arrangements that that. One of the things that I did was like I told myself like I was gonna make sure that um, I didn't surpass um, I think five thousand words. And there's definitely a version (laughs) that like that you like like you said earlier. There's definitely a version that would probably have overstated its welcome. But I gave myself that hard stop, and I think that forced me to be a little bit more creative about like how I ended it.
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Because it does
1: have like that abrupt ending and um mm, so I'm, okay. I'm glad it worked for you basically like that was one of my concerns was it will it work but, yeah
0: yeah it did and, and i think that abrupt ending also also kind of just the you you mentioned earlier about the beat the, this sort of like this moment in barbarian and i think there's i think it's really hard to get that to work to get those sort of those sort of beats or those sort of you know those switches or whatever it happens to be that in the, in, the, in the story and i think that yeah no sleeping arrangements has that has a couple of those moments where you kind of go oh okay and is that yeah is there anything else you want to plug or boost or anyone else you've that people should be reading uh
1: yeah yeah so i i mentioned earlier i have uh, something else coming out in clark's world sometime in the future uh it's this uh it's, uh, it's a lighter story than uh, everything else I've had published so far. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. It's like, it includes, um, let me see, how I, well, so like, it, it includes like misremembered song lyrics. And um, so just kind of <laughs> look out for that one. Okay. That's a good tease. <laughs> yeah. Misremembered song lyrics and, um, and a little bit of yard work. So if you like both those things, um, okay, check that out. Okay.
0: So if you, so, so if you, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, um, I think, I think that's a, that that's, that's a fairly big group of
1: people, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and like for for movies, I was actually gonna recommend uh, something else um, as far as like what I've been watching. Um, so there are these two movies I, I saw recently starring Aubrey Plaza. I don't know if you know that actress. Um, one is titled um, "Emily the Criminal." And then the other one is Ingrid Goes West. And um, Emily the Criminal is, like, especially worth watching because, like, it's just this really smart, really, really layered look at what life is like and also, like, what it could become for a young person graduating into, you know, our current, quote-unquote, gig economy. So... That's one I would like to recommend for sure.
0: And uh, okay, so Emily the Criminal, that, that seems like a great place to end. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming on Interzone Pod. Uh, you can subscribe to Interzone at uh, interzone.press. And the first issue you will receive will be 294, containing R.T. Esther's The Building Across the Street. And uh, yeah, um, and ebooks are available from uh, Scarlet Ferret and Weightless Books. Okay. Thank you very much, RT. Have a have a great day. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you so much for having me.